Hey everybody, thank you so much for tuning in and welcome to this episode of Patriot Strong. If this is your first time tuning in or listening, make sure that you hit that subscribe button or follow on your uh, streaming app service thing (laughs) so you get notifications each time a new episode drops. Happy Sunday, everybody. How is everybody doing? Um, New setup. Don't know how it's going to work, but we're going to try it out for a little bit and see what happens. Okay, so I want to jump in um, to uh, the fake news propaganda that's being pushed again. Kind of what's going on with Russia and Ukraine. We're going to dive into a little bit of the spending bill that was passed. Um, And, you know, just some of the other headlining uh, articles or information that kind of caught my eye this week. And I think think that you would be interested in it as well. All right, so it's out with COVID and in with Russia and Ukraine and the invasion and war and everything like that. Because officially the COVID pandemic um, agenda has died. Okay, we aren't seeing daily records anymore. Nobody is believing the, the numbers that were pushed, you know, last year. More and more information is coming out about the falsehoods of the virus and where it came from, and the entire agenda is just completely dying. And now, sorry, I'm just trying to, okay, maybe that, I don't know. Now it seems that everything that people are posting about Russia and Ukraine is getting tagged by the fact checkers. Um, I know whenever we first got word that Russia had invaded Ukraine, there was controversy about the uh, released or leaked information from the biolabs that are not only in Ukraine, but that are funded in over 30 different countries by the United States. So there's that. But um, if you look back and if you listen to, it might have been last week's episode, the locations of these biolabs are in like direct correlation of the bombings from Russia um, in this fake propaganda war that's going on. Now, I wanted to share a couple videos and articles with you guys, um, stuff that was sent to me that's very, very interesting in the timing um, of everything that's going on right now and what's going on in the East. So I want to switch over and show you this really fast. Give me just a sec. Some of you might have already seen this. Some of you might have already seen or heard this, but if not, uh, just make sure that you take a closer look at the locations and the companies that are being shown in this little slideshow. It's not that long, but here you go.
Did you catch that? How many of these companies that are based in Ukraine? If you dig a little bit deeper into those companies, you'll see some of them are biolabs. Some of them help do research um, for the bioweapons. It goes deep, you guys. It goes really deep once you look into everything. Um, so it's laughable whenever, you know, we're seeing that the biolabs don't really exist or that's ex at least what they wanted everybody to think a couple weeks ago whenever this first came out. Um, in the documentary, Ukraine on Fire, I don't know if you've seen it. If you haven't, I highly recommend it. I was able to find it on BitChute, but it has been scrubbed off a lot of different websites on the internet. Um, because it has a lot of information that like declassifies documentation from the Obama administration, um, you know, business dealings with the Pelosi family and the Biden family. Um, I think John Kerry was mentioned for in like the relations and doings and all of this stuff that has been going on that they are trying to cover up and disassociate with. Now, here's a, another short little interview that I want to share with you. This happened um, four years ago. Hold on. I can't remember. Uh, four years ago, a journalist was kicked out of the European Parliament for accusing the United States Undersecretary of Health and Human Services of knowing about Pentagon-funded biolaboratories in 25 countries. The U.S. media called it fake news. So I'm going to switch back over and play this for you really quickly. What is the need of military biolaboratories of the United States in 20? What is the need of military biolaboratories of the United States in 25 countries across the world? This is public area. I can. Uh, sorry, I can use the elevator. Sorry, not this one. This one's full. Why is the Pentagon investing 65 million dollars in gene editing? Can you answer why? You know, so they knew that this was going on, um, that this was happening. There's another article that I want to show you before I switch back over for a long time now. And uh, they just, they call it fake news. Uh, they tag it or flag this information, the fact checkers. Um, so here's another one. It kind of goes along with that video that I had just showed you. The WHO warns Ukraine to destroy pathogens. The... Uh, a World Health Organization has warned Kiev to dispose of, dispose of dangerous materials in the biolabs to prevent pathogens from being leaked or accidentally released. Although the agency didn't specify which pathogens or when exactly it advised Ukraine, it did state they'd been waiting, sorry, working with Kiev for years to ensure accidental or deliberate release never happens. Documents have now been revealed that the U.S. government backed biolab research in Ukraine, but the U.S. National Intelligence Director Avril Haines insisted it was only in the context of biosafety.
because we all believe that and believe that they're doing everything in our best interest for our health. That is something that blows my mind. How can people think that the government and these big pharma you know, companies and research labs want what's best for us? Because if they heal us, then they're out of business. It is a like $65 million, probably more than that, industry every year. And you think that they want to cure somebody? Once you're cured, you're a lost customer and they don't want to lose their customers. Like, sorry, I don't believe you. Okay, so while we were all distracted with Ukraine and Russia, um, I believe it was Wednesday night, Wednesday of this week, the Congress passed a $1.5 trillion spending bill um, that gives aid to Ukraine. It takes back, I think it said, $17 billion or some, something like that of money that was dedicated to secure our southern borders. In this bill, they also end COVID relief funding because, again, that agenda is completely falling apart. And something that I just learned this morning whenever I was reading more of the 2,000-page bill that I'm sure each and every member of Congress read too, wink, <laughs> um, hidden in the bill was a 21% salary increase for each and every member of Congress. Tied up neatly, I'm sure, in the 1500s of uh, that two, I think it's a 2,700-page document, um, probably in the smallest font ever, so, you know, it's not really recognized. But it's funny how they pass all of these, like, spending bills whenever we are asleep in the middle of the night. Reading more on the biolabs <coughs> that we knew existed, um, Pentagon Press Secretary John Kirby lied to everybody, everybody. Uh, the United States has funded Ukraine lab pathogen and bioweapon research since 2005. Sorry, I was a decade off earlier whenever I said they began in 2014. So, you know, connect the dots with the administrations that were in control at that time. Um, and then dive down the rabbit hole and see... See what else they're all part of. Uh, a public, publicly available document shows a $15 million agreement signed between the United States Department of Defense and Ukraine's Health Ministry to support research and biological weapon research in Kiev, Lvov, and Odessa. Um, and this is kind of what was announced in that documentary that I was talking about earlier, Ukraine on Fire, which is brilliant. So much information. Um, it goes into the history of the Ukrainian government and how corrupt they are. Um, it focuses on those two provinces that wanted separation from Ukraine and to become part of Russia. This isn't the only time that this has happened. It has happened prior um, citizens of these two provinces uh, specifically have uh, participated in public protests against 
their government because of kind of what's happening right now. You know, the their president was installed. It wasn't he wasn't voted on by the people, um, and they kind of pushed back, and it's just been a snowball rolling downhill since then. Anyway, the United States government provided materials and training for cooperative biological research, biological threat agent detection and response, and improving biological material protection, control, and accountability. Details were withheld from the public disclosure, but state secret of Ukraine were able to be shared with the United States Defense Department. Um, so that's interesting. You know, it, it kind of seems that like all of these articles and uh, theories, theories that people have said forever since the beginning are now coming true. And it's not a conspiracy theory anymore. They are facts. Okay. Um, I kind of know that I'm going back and forth between these events and stuff, but I wasn't too organized whenever I was writing this episode or taking notes for this episode, so bear with me. Um, going back to the bill that was passed, something else that they also kind of weaseled in there was the fact that now AFT, the I believe it's the American Firearm Task Force, are now allowed to go into states that have sanctuary um, sanctuary gun laws, you know, the open carry, concealed carry. I'm not sure the details, but AFT is now allowed to go into those states and uh, implement their own rules. So they are literally trying to uh, go against the Constitution and our God-given rights, um, you know, to uh, take our guns away. They want us to be defenseless. And if you look back through history of all of the other countries who have given up their firearms, their right to bear arms, their, uh, you know, once you give up one right, you give up everything. They are going to walk all over you. And do me a favor, look into the history of these countries, like I said, that have given up that right or the, the countries that have given their guns to the government. See where they are now or what's happening right now. Moving on, um, something that has come out a lot in this past week. Wait, am I recording? Going blank. Okay, maybe. Okay, something that else, something else that has been uh, um, being released, you know, information being uh, leaked is that of the 2020 election. There are states that are moving forward with um, decertifying their their ballots. There is now being more of the broken laws that are being looked into that correlated with the uh, the fraudulent ballots that put us in the place that we are in right now. Um, let's see. 
fake ballots that are coming out, the laws that were changed unconstitutionally, and the same signatures that were signed on hundreds of thousands of ballots are all coming to light. Um, there was something like 200,000, a ridiculous amount of ballots that had the same signature on it, all from uh, people that had passed away that were still on these voter scrolls, whatever you want to call it. Um, so don't think that because you're not hearing about it, that stuff is not happening because it is. There uh, was, let me bring it back up. Two hundred. Hold on. Sorry. The mm, in Los Angeles County. Oh, I already had it pulled up. Let me. Okay. Sorry, guys. That was really weird. Everything just stopped working for a minute. Okay, I'm going to switch over and show you some of the articles that I found about the decertification that is happening right now. Um, this was on the 9th, so just a few days ago. Arizona legislation introduces a bill to decertify the 2020 election results. Uh, last month, HCR 2033 was introduced by 14 members of the Arizona legislation. This resolution calls for the decertification of federal election results in Maricopa, Pima, and Yuma counties based on the overwhelming evidence that these elections in those counties were irredeemable, irredeemably compromised. In a uh, effort to show support for decertification, the Save My Freedom Movement and ACT uh, for America have partnered with, sorry, have partnered to create a one-click email campaign to encourage the remaining Republican members to stand for this res resolution. The simple and effective digital movement allows for widespread grassroots participation and equips Arizona citizens with contact information for their legislators. We the people have lost faith in the accuracy of the 2020 general election, said Christine Regan, National Grassroots Director for ACT for America. This election is irredeemably compromised, and the only path forward is the rightful decertification of our 2020 electors. 14 Arizona Republicans have stepped up and signed on to do what's right. Okay, so, it's Arizona. Massive voter fraud revealed decertification called in for Wisconsin's 2020 election. Um, if I can find the video, I will share the video. This was, I think, last week as well. No, on the 1st, so March 1st. So you have Arizona and Wisconsin so far. Um, on the same day that Joe Biden is scheduled to give his first union, State of the Union address in Wisconsin, former Wisconsin Supreme Court Judge Mike Gableman presented his results of an investigation th surrounding the 2020 election. While Biden continues to hold office, on Tuesday, Gableman stood in front of the state assembly with a 136-page report showing that there was enough evidence to debate the certification of the elections for that state as well. In the video, which is featured below, the state assembly listed as the distinguished judge pointed out potential political influence 
Big tech companies like Facebook gained when founder Mark Zuckerberg donated $8.8 million to administer an election judges. To make it worse, those who received the donations were Democratic-controlled cities like Madison, Green Bay, Racine, Wisconsin, and Milwaukee. See if this will play. Maybe, maybe not. That's okay. Okay, maybe not. <clears throat> so that's just two of the quick articles that I was able to find really fast about um, states that are, in fact, moving forward with decertifying their electors. Um, you know, it's going to be turned around. I have faith that this is going to be completely turned around. Biden has done absolutely nothing positive for this country at all, and I don't give a shit what you think. Those are facts. Um, he uh, just announced a ban that is now law, I believe it's law anyway, to ban all imports of Russian oil, gasoline, you know. Um, so those high prices that you're seeing right now at the pumps, it's only going to get worse, and they're only going to get higher because the first thing he did whenever he took office is close the Keystone Pipeline and stop the oil rig off the coast of Louisiana. We were completely in 100% energy independent, and countries were getting their oil from us. Now, we're screwed, and we're begging countries like Venezuela to import their oil you know, so we can survive. It's just a good thing that this didn't happen like in November or October of last year and we were in this kind of crisis in the middle of winter because you're going to see uh, uh, price increases and hikes, inflation, you know, all across the board. You're going to see it at the pump like we already are. You're going to see it in the groceries um, and you're going to see it in your electric bill. It's going to get really bad. You know, farmers and truckers use diesel oil. Have you seen the prices of those? They can only afford it for so long before they're like, you know, we can't make the deliveries or farmers can't start up their tractors and harvest their crops. You know, grain, um, I believe the extinction on economical imports is also set in place. Don't quote me on that. But we get our grain from Ukraine and Russia. So it's like so much stuff that the inflation is going to hike up on as well. So you guys need to be stocking up on your food, on your non-perishables. Um, a good thing to have are some of these uh, emergency food supplies. I don't know if you guys can see it there. Emergency food supplies. You know, this one has 52 servings of food and can last up to 25 years. Uh, it has brown sugar and maple multigrain oatmeal, cinnamon apple oatmeal, creamy pasta and veggies, savory stroganoff, uh, southwest rice and beans, tomato soup and pasta, 
has a milk alternative and orange drink mix. That's what's included in this one. Um, my husband and I are probably going to go pick up a couple more of these this weekend because it's always it's always something really good and handy to have on hand along with, you know, other things that you might need in a grid down situation. Okay, that is all for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, again, if you want to take a look at that documentary, it is called Ukraine on Fire. It is very informative, very eye-opening. You will learn so much. Uh, make sure, again, that you hit that subscribe button, and I will see you guys soon. I'm hoping to release another episode today. So uh, hit the subscribe button and tune back in for episode two today. God bless you, God bless this country, and together we're patriots strong. Bye, guys.